Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. This is who I am, who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. This is what I am, what I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am, as I am. And my G's still pumping. Sold on the coaster. You know that my doja kosher game over, soldier. I'm coolin'. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor. Don't mean that it's soldier, but fuck the both of them. We'll do it live! Of course that is, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, March 21st, 2018. I am your host, Travis Bryant. And, um... Joining me, uh, per usual, on this, I guess, somewhat special edition of this show, uh, Cameron Hawkins. Let me go ahead and bring Cam on. Uh, We are both streaming live. Uh, He's streaming on Periscope. I'm streaming on the Facebook fan page. Uh, So, yeah, Cam, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Not too much, man. How's it going? Doing doing all right. I don't see you on Periscope. Um, It's been... Forever since I've been on Periscope, so I don't know. If I'm, uh, yeah. Not. Too, oh yeah, I have to like re-download it, and it's a whole thing waving at people so they can see me. Um, but yeah, um, I'm definitely on there. I don't even know. Oh hey, there's my name, and I'll view my profile, and I'll see if it'll show me doing things. And it is. So now I'm gonna mute it. So yeah, there it goes. Ah, there you are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't used Periscope since the last time that I um somebody was like, Hey, can you stream the fight for me? And I was like, Sure <laughs> And I put the I put the phone up to the T V and then yeah. It was like nine months ago and I think it was a Danny Garcia fight, it was a while, so yeah. All right, we we are all set. Wow, look at look at me, the technology going here. Um, so yeah, so uh, besides besides the fact that we can see each other pretty much live, I don't think this uh, this, this changes too much. Oh, right, I guess a little the chat interaction. We'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but we certainly have a decent amount to talk about. Let's uh, go ahead and give out all the uh, pertinent information first. Uh, if you want to call in to the show. And uh, talk directly to Cam and myself, even though there are so many other cooler options. You know, if you want to do it the old-fashioned way and call in and, and, and talk and use your voice, hit us up on the Constellation Lines. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. Uh, the mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, hit us up on the email tip, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. We've got a, a decent amount of uh, of emails this week. Well, no. <laughs> we got two from Gibran because uh, we missed one from him last week, so... So get your emails in, Show at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is always an option. You can find us 
on Twitter at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Travlord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And um, and the last bastion of Get Adage, uh, the Facebook fan page. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWTorch, East Coast Cast. I know for sure we have uh, we have a like or two this week. Yeah, so hmm, new likes. Um, oh, shout out to uh, to Jared Bogle, who's a, goes way back. I'm, I think he's a been the whole OG Torch guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going back to the Torch message board and probably even the original Torch message board. No three that I don't even know anything about. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, Jennifer uh, Impetardo, Imparto, sorry about that, and Sean Covington. So, yeah, three likes this week. Appreciate it, Jared, Jennifer, and Sean. Uh, so, uh, yeah, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash PWTorch, East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch. You'll see us along with the family of Torch pages. So go check us out there. And, um, yeah. What, what what do we got, uh, Cam? Headlines, uh, poll results. What's up yeah, first? I think uh, it's funny. We put out a poll yesterday, I think around like 2 o'clock, and then minutes after we put the poll out, we get the news that Daniel Bryan's cleared to wrestle. So it's like, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah it was that's what time. <laughs> uh, but let's see. Um, so let's go with the first poll just to kind of kick things off. Um, Monday night we had the ultimate deletion. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Um, and I, if you were watching this with somebody who doesn't normally watch wrestling, I think that's the most fun because it's not something you can really explain. Like, how do you tell somebody who doesn't watch wrestling? Like, okay, there's wrestling, but then there's this outrageous, overproduced, fake thing that happens in wrestling. And they're like, what? What do you, what do you mean by that? That's what wrestling like, is. Like, what do you mean wrestling? Exactly. So it's just super meta what it is they're saying. So, um, you know, my, my poll was this. Um, ultimate deletion was, and then um, 5% of people called it bad. Uh, 15% said, you know, what did I just watch? 16% said so bad it was good, and then 64% of people said it was good. And this is just under 400 votes. So, you know, hundreds of people, just about, um, <laughs> really enjoyed ultimate deletion. And, True told, I did too. I thought it was a really fun and campy and creative thing, and the drone, and then Jeff and Senior Benjamin showing up, it just and Rebby playing the piano at the beginning, we're playing Bray's music, like it, and Bray seeming out of sorts. Like it was really good. It really was. Um, and it wasn't so overproduced that I thought it was like too WWE, but it was good. It was good. Like look. Somebody in the chat right now saying it was hilarious. Agreed. It was. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I thought I, it was really fun to watch. Um, yeah, what, what did you think about it? I fell in the it was so bad it was good camp. Like, I didn't leave or once it was over and the show ended, I didn't be like, it wasn't like what what the fuck did I just watch. Like, I, I mean, you know, I knew what I watched. 
And I also have the unique, maybe, I think within our type of wrestling fans, I'm probably one one of few that that hasn't seen either uh, deletion thing from Impact. Never been to the compound? Never. I've seen clips. I mean, that's something you can't you can't avoid that. So I I know the look of it. Um, like I remember seeing I remember seeing when uh, the Rock and Roll Express or somebody showed up, like that clip or something. I didn't know Vanguard One was a drone. Like I didn't like I knew he had a drone and I knew there was something called Vanguard One, but I didn't <laughs> seeing it like, oh holy crap, that's like his uh, what's the What's the little trash can robot from uh, from Star Wars? Beep, 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 beep. You know that guy's like this thing's like got a personality. Like so that I thought that was the for me one of the coolest parts. Like like this thing is like you know it's not just a drone. It's like got some dope ass AI to it. You know I I, I, I get it's a gimmick, but it was edited well, really well. Oh the hologram that came out of it like. That was the best part. <laughs> like, yeah, so that type of stuff was, like, what I really enjoyed about it. And then the wrestling and, the, you know, Bray Wyatt and stuff. Like, that was okay. Yeah, the wrestling part was all right. It was, it was fun. And, you know, I my question is this. Like, is this the last time we see Bray Wyatt as Bray Wyatt? Like, I swore Husky Harris was going to get out of that water. Like, I really thought so. Um, not clean shaven, but... Like something to that effect, um, and then you know, I mean, even though Jeff had a really minor role, like what does that mean for his position in the company? Like it's, I don't know. A lot of questions come out of the Ultimate Deletion. Like, is this the new way to get rid of bad gimmicks? Like instead of uh, sending them back to OVW in a box? <laughs> well, if they were going to go that way with Husky Harris, the only way you can do it is if he's clean shaven. And got cowboy boots on and no shirt and the whole the whole deal. It's got to be a complete like that water literally like singed off his beard and, and did all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm glad they didn't go that far. I'm not. I don't think that they 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 won't going forward. You know, if that's like you said, if that's going to be their way of getting rid of gimmicks, he's got to come back. I mean, they could do. He could be. What the heck is his name? Um, I don't even know cool. Bray's real name. Like shit. Uh, oh yeah, Wyndham Rotunda. Wyndham, right? That's right. That's why I don't because it's yeah, two last name name guy. I'm a two first name name guy, but still. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, and I think that's a Wyndham family thing. Weren't their families really tight? Like varsity club and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. I I was surprised they saved it to the main event. I was also surprised that they didn't unless I was mistaken, I watched I'm off all week, so I just I, you know, I didn't watch on my phone while at work in a truck or anything. So I paid attention to pretty much the whole show straight through. And it wasn't until like deep into the second hour, you know, we're talking an hour and a half into the show when they mentioned the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, let it rock. I definitely let it rock. Um, yeah, and again, like I, I thought it was fun. I think I kind of knew, kind of I had a barometer for what was going to happen, and I thought they delivered on all that stuff. So I, I got to say, overall, I think it was pretty good. Um, 
I don't, I don't know what you do from here. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, what does Matt Hardy do next week? What does Bray Wyatt do? Do we see Bray Wyatt again before WrestleMania? Like, if this is supposed to be the end all of something, we got to say. I mean, it sure was built to, you know, built to be the big blow off. I mean, that's absolutely how it was sold. This is an absolute perfect. Yeah reason to keep both of those guys off of TV for the rest of the WrestleMania build. They're not going to have a role at WrestleMania, um, I'm assuming. So keep them off of TV. And how do you keep you know them off crazy TV? We'll have a if big, you need a, big a come down, like if you need a come down on a four or five hour show, you could show that. <laughs> you really could have. I, uh, well, I think man. you could have put that on. I don't know. We're going to have that on WrestleMania, and they, they're showing stuff that played on TV three weeks ago, four weeks ago. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, not showing it on WrestleMania now. I mean, showing it its first first run on WrestleMania. That could have been like. Oh, I thought yes, 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 yeah. yes. I, I thought that was a where they could have gone. Absolutely, but. You know, it could have been the new backlot brawl. It could have been the our, our you know, this generation's uh, version of that. Like the sh- the match started out. Well, I mean, the Hardy Compound is everyone knows it's in North Carolina, so you can't you can't have the match start in New Orleans. Like you know, yeah, from New Orleans, my sister's <laughs> drive from six seven states. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we had that bonus. Uh, the bonus poll. Yeah, and I mean it was it was a light one, but I, I think it's been either it's been the topic of the conversation for twenty four hours. Um, basically, like Daniel Bryan's clear to return. How do you feel about it? Um, and it was excited, you know, afraid or indifferent. Um, like personally, um, I definitely if I voted in these things, it would have been scared. Um, 6% were indifferent, but 75% were excited, and you could just see that through all the social media, from people posting that he's coming back, to how people reacted, to picking up dream matches for him, to, I mean, just being in, seeing the reaction in the building with him coming back, like, everything was just super positive. Um, and, and, you know, I've had conversations with people I respect, it's basically, I'm excited he's back. I want to see him in matches. Um, I trust the doctors enough to feel like they would only let him back if he was healthy. Um, And and that's pretty much the consensus. Like me, I'm nervous with everything that he does, but I caught, I found myself caught up in the moment last night with everything that he did. Um, And kind of once he hits that first kind of German suplex, you know, on the shoulders and not the neck, I'm, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm not all in, but, I'm going to watch and be optimistic that everything's going to go his way. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, there's way too much scrutiny. There's way too much. Look at the fanfare. Look at that. I mean, that video package that opened up SmackDown was was really well done, showing all the the well wishes and all the mainstream media this got. So... The fact that it's got a ton of mainstream media is if Daniel Bryan, you know, breaks his damn neck or goes into some kind of weird, you know, just something terrible happens. Um, even something just 
bad, not necessarily terrible, um, but just something, just something. Bad. It's, uh, you know, it's it's going to garner a lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the big story. Like, I don't know if it alters WrestleMania plans because we all believe there was a plan in motion all along to, you know. With his, if he was healthy, it'd be a tag team match, him, Shane, versus KO and Sammy. Um, but, you know, you start talking about WrestleMania 35. You start talking about SummerSlam this year, Survivor Series this year. Like, they got back a number one babyface. Um, they, they know he's a number one babyface. Whatever they tried to do to stall that out has not worked. And so they have a number one, number one babyface. And, you know, if your goal is to make the most money, you put him in that number one role in some capacity, and just uh, yeah, and it's just again, so many matchups, so many dream scenarios. Um, he's already clearly in shape. Now I don't know what he looks like physically. I don't know if he is the same muscle definition, but he's doing flying jump kicks and German suplexing guys. Like he's at least you know in shape to put on a match. And I think if he can stay healthy, even at his age, it's just a matter of time before. He's right back up in that spot, and, you know, they're going to have co-branded pay-per-views. There's just so many possibilities on the things that he can do. It's hard not to be excited about it. So how long until, uh, or not how long, what if they started next week with the weak neck goat face? <laughs> I mean, not only are you a goat face, if you're a goat face with a bad neck. <laughs> I think just, that's done. I, mean, I, really I can't, think so. like, I can't I think imagine they we finally gotten. I don't know. You're being sarcastic. I think we finally gotten past that. I think with this, um, you know, women's evolution with the no bullying, like I, even they're doing the same. Years ago, with the yeah, body type, or you know, smaller guys are have, have been bought in and gotten and gotten over big time, or at least yeah, gotten like over. Different. Different figures like KO has been a mainstay in the main event in the last two years, and his body type is so far different from your Austin and Rocks and your Triple H's and your Kurt Angles, who were all, you know, six foot to six five, two thirty to two seventy with abs. You know, he's he's not Randy Orton and he's not uh John Cena. But there seems to be, you know, something opening up and, you know, plus like AJ Styles gimmick is the house that AJ Styles built. And that's about his ability to do what he can in the ring. They don't tout AJ as, um, you know, good looking or in, you know, the very best shape, even though he's not bad looking and he's not in bad shape. But that's not what they push. So, you know, they're not going to take those things away from Daniel Bryan this time. There's just, there's so much money on the table, man. Like if, and, and they left money on the table before with him. And I think they know that. I think you, you sit back and you look at, what it is you put forward, and you're just like, look, we still have a chance to fix all of this. And, you know, I think we're here we go. We're along for the ride. This is going to be really interesting to watch over the next year or so. But don't you also have to, if you're them, not fall into the trap of trying to make everything right from 2014? No, no, no. I, I don't think they'll they'll overdo it. I don't think they'll have Triple H come out and say, I'm sorry, and shake his hand backstage and all that kind of stuff. I just think they're going to treat him like the main eventer he is. I think they're going to treat him like they treat an AJ Styles, um, and, and just kind of build from there. Like they're, I was telling Wade um, last night. Like to me, 
the biggest difference between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan is people care about what everything AJ Styles does in the ring. And he's so good, even though his politics and ideals match up with a guy like Randy Orton, he's so good in the ring they don't care. They just want to cheer AJ Styles. But Daniel Bryan, people care about him outside of the ring. Like they care about what happens to the person. They want to watch him live life with his wife. They want his kid to be well. He's just carrying this uh you know, he just has this, this ability to make people care about him, not just him, the wrestler. So I think they're going to treat him like that. They're going to treat him like a big star like AJ. And, um, you know, whether they have two of the same guys on the roster. like And, again, he's not they're not that much bigger height-wise or size-wise than a Finn Balor, who's also starting to get that treatment. So I just think it bodes well for him, man. He's going to be fine. I, I think so, ultimately. Uh, I think so as well. Um, kind of got uh, trying to do six things at once. Let's, uh, so that's the poll we did. Have. Oh, oh, so what's the big, uh, what's the big new slash headline of the week? I think it has to be, it has to be Daniel Bryan. Um, if we if we went away from that, because that's an overarching everything in wrestling story, it's definitely Stone Cold Roman Reigns trying to beat up the feds. Like, what? They, they had your man attack U.S. Marshals and then get, you know, Molly Watts. Beat the shit out of some U.S. Marshals. Yeah, because you can, like, you can't, you can't hit a police officer, <laughs> especially unprovoked. But like, you really you you will get shot on the spot for hitting a U.S. marshal. Like, I don't understand why they thought not even not even like a respect thing, not even in the sense of why don't you respect us enough to to know that we're against that. It's just like why would you personally not realize that's overkill? Like, you can't put your hands on U.S. marshals. You'll get shot. There's no other way to put it. You get shot or you're in, in jail for a really long time. And he just beat him up. Um, yeah. So I think the, the the desire to make Roman Reigns this this outlaw, this, um, you know, not under his boss's thumb, I don't think they know how to present that in 2018 and it just comes across as cartoonish and ill-tempered. Yeah, I thought it was uh, the execution, or not the execution. The execution was the execution. It was, it was fine. I thought the idea behind it was just su- supremely flawed. Number one, you know, we've seen, you know, it's going to get all the, it's going to just, you're begging for the Stone Cold uh, uh, comparisons. It's just right out of that, right out of that, that playbook. And and there was something about that that he that didn't even seem right. <clears throat> like he, big, he Roman makes this big speech, he gets the chair, and then he's like, "Okay, cuff me, I'm ready to go." Like I thought you weren't going to start the show or let the show start until you came. You got Brock. I mean, it wouldn't have been like a pussy thing, but like no, you got to catch me first. <laughs> 
can't arrest me if you can't catch me. Yeah. Or, or something. I, I would, it just didn't it just didn't seem right for him to make that big deal about I ain't going nowhere and then oh well well here come the cops. So yeah, I mean he definitely has to go. Sorry, cops here. You you know, you gotta gotta go with them. You know, again, not getting shot. Uh <laughs> uh so it just it didn't it didn't jive on a on on a few How you show up to your job when you suspended? Like that is true, yes. How would he even right. get a ticket in the prison? Like, yeah, it's just it's but and again, it, it's not it's not nineteen ninety six. It's not nineteen ninety seven. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin was a very specific character in a very specific time. Like he's you know the child of married with children consuming television. Like he's this bald, goateed, white badass who, you know, exists in this counterculture time where your boss is sticking it to you and you want to show them what's what, but that's not 2018. Like, it's not your audience. Um, those people are growing up with kids, <laughs> and they don't want, like, a guy who was in law enforcement called the show last night and was just like, that really turned me off. And for me to agree with the law enforcement guy was weird, but I was like, yo, that also really turned me off because none of this makes him a hero to anybody. Like, who's watching saying, oh, man, he beat up the feds. That's the kind of guy I like. like you, yeah, because in this, in, this, in this crazy day and age, this dickhead in the, in, in, in the White House got me, uh, got me like, yeah, way to go, CIA. Way to keep, keep, keep it tight. FBI, you know, it's, it's, yeah. So, and also, like you said, just being an adult, like, you can't do that. To, that's not how real life works. You would be dead in front of 15,000 people. Like, and it's uh, not like, so. you could even say, like, the, the Austin McMahon stuff was, you know, the volume on 11. Like, you can say it was an allegory for how you feel about things. Like, this was just nonsense. It was it was just dumb. It didn't really serve a purpose, and it didn't make the audience react to to either thing that was happening until Brock came out. Like it was just it's ill tempered. Like sometimes the things that they have him do because they want him to be down so bad are are just stupid. And this was like the last two weeks had been bad, especially after three weeks ago when people were talking about how this is the best I've seen Roman Reigns. Like it's it's not great. What they did was not great, and that's really the biggest talking point of Raw, and it just wasn't good at all. Yeah, no, it, it's it's worse when, like you said, three weeks ago, the, the trajectory was, oh, oh, maybe I can uh, get behind this Roman, this attitude. And then it just morphed, it morphed into something uh, not great, <laughs> like you said. Uh, let's see who's uh, who's all in queue to talk to us. Uh, the chat room is open, by the way, but we've got like two or three other really much cooler chat rooms going. So um, let's bring uh, let's bring uh, shake things up a bit. Let's go out west and let's talk to uh, 27-year pro wrestling. Uh, Torch newsletter and VIP subscriber. Let's talk to Brian. 
Phoenix. Uh, Brian, what's happening? Hey, Trav, hey, Cam. Hopefully you both have a real good night. Thanks for having me on so early. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Hey, Cam, uh, great job. Um, last night I'm still going through it. I haven't listened to it all yet, but the parts I listened to I really liked. Um, I liked everything you were talking about so far. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Are oh, you welcome. So, like both of yourselves, I got, you know, mixed feelings about about Deep Ride coming back. And, you know, um, Trap, you mentioned this before and, uh, you, about your tirade you had during the Triple H, um, Shawn Michaels, the best of three, where you had to get up and uh, chastise your section of the audience about it. A last man standing. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. And, um, I, you know, um, when Michaels first came back, now I think his first match, too, was like a, uh, like a, it wasn't that match. I think it was like a different match, his first match. Or was that his first match back? Uh, the first match was SummerSlam. It was a similar street fighty type type thing. So I'm not. Uh, okay. Remember, he hit him twice with the sledgehammer. That was crazy. So. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, by January or by yeah January, still it was still. Uh, oh wait, no, this was January. Uh, this was this wasn't just five months later. This was. Uh, 18 months later. Because Murray came back SummerSlam 02. This is Royal Rumble 04, the last man standing match. So, we're still, still, you know, blood blood feud, last man standing type matches and all that kind of shit. So, yeah. My gosh. And, you know, um, I was scared from with Sean when he came back. And, you know, and, and the, the audience was kind of the same way. But if you think about it, when Sean left, he was a heel during the times when he came back was like being the commissioner and things like that, or, or all those things, he was like mostly heel as well. There's some face parts dipping in where, you know, Daniel's been nothing but a face, you know, since, you know, you know, especially since his retirement or, you know, way before his retirement. So it's a different kind of emotion, but like everybody else, you know, you're going to be watching every mood and say, Oh my God, something happened there. Oh my God, I'll get over this within a couple months, but I'm still, you know, worried about it. All right. Yeah, uh, we talked about it a bit last night. Um, to me, the biggest difference is, and I like that you brought attention to what his character was, um, but, you know, Shawn Michaels, was his, his goal was questioned, his effort was questioned. People were wondering if his back was really hurt or if he just walked away because he didn't like the landscape of things. Um, you know, he left off on a less than memorable WrestleMania match to a guy who ended up being a bigger star than Shawn Michaels ever would be. Um, and there were people who just appreciated Shawn Michaels as a performer but didn't like Shawn Michaels at all. As with Daniel Bryan, like not only was he a face and he was on TV, but there was always that idea that he was better than the material given to him. Um, you know, there's just a different level of appreciation for Daniel Bryan, again, as a person than there ever was Shawn Michaels. Um, now, with that said, when Shawn Michaels came back, we did question, you know, what he could do and where he belonged in the hierarchy. With Daniel Bryan, it doesn't even seem to be a question. People just want him up there at the top because they believe that's where he's always belonged. So it's um, it's interesting that like, a guy who trains you first, um, you guys kind of parallel each other this way, but nobody's ever called your character or effort into question, so you're brought back to all this fanfare, and immediately people are saying you should be the number one person in the company. Um, just really different guys, well, really different so- points of their career. Also remember with Sean, it was it was four years. Was can he still not? Where does he belong in the hierarchy? He 
once he once he got back and show you know it was you know by the time he won that world title in in December or or Survivor Series that year you know a few months after his return we realized like oh shit not only is and then he went on for the next eight years to have like an even I'm better in ring yeah but that but for the build for that SummerSlam match and for his return in general it was can he can he be half of what he used to be because half of what he used to be was still pretty good. But and then he came back and was like arguably better. He's certainly a smarter, you know, worker. Um, but but with Brian, I think because I don't know if it's because it's only been two and a half years, coupled with we see him every week. There's the mystery of what's he look like. Can he? We still assume he can still go because we yeah. see him all the time. He's still around. We see him in the context of of pro wrestling. So I, I think we just assume, as a fan base, like yeah, he's fine, you know. But with Sean, it was a real like. And obviously, O2, the internet isn't you know what it is in, in 2018. It's not as soon as his doctors say, yeah, you're cleared. The whole friggin' world knows about it. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I know, I heard it 800 times already, random person on Twitter. Did you hear? Yes! Like, how do you... <laughs> like, I'm alive. Like, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so just, I consider just, they're not exactly parallel, not everybody can they were. But yeah, with Sean, it was a real, like, man, can he still go? And we just don't get that right. We're like, Tomorrow, please. Yeah. Yep. Brian. Oh yeah, I agree. And I'll take, um, I'm gonna uh, do one one more uh, Daniel Bryan thing. I'm gonna go to Rome and I'm gonna end up with a question. Uh, uh, with Daniel Bryan, when they uh, I went to the WWE.com and I saw the press release that they have for his um, for like announcing he was back. When they list the three doctors, they talk about all their credentials. Like, you know, okay, they were. University of Arizona for five years. They did this. They did that. They made. They almost covered almost every dot to say that it wasn't like just like a, a hey we you know these doctors cleared up. They actually went to the doctor. All those doctors' credentials. Um, that was actually interesting. The uh, thing about Roman, I thought this was kind of funny being in Texas that it would have been Texas Rangers versus uh, U.S. Marshals. And then um, last thing, I want you and Cam to talk about this, Trav. And I'll drop an email to the exclusive. Uh, VIP portion of the East Coast cast. That's where all the action happens, by the way, on the um, VIP portion. Is that so? Um, uh, on Monday night, this happened, and Wade Keller talked about it. Uh, editor publisher Wade Keller talked about it, and then he talked about it last night as well. Is that how nobody helped Daniel Bryan out after a point? And then the same thing happened with Roman. And Wade was, you know, mentioning about how well, where was Seth at with Roman? How come nobody helped? Because Roman, maybe he's, I say, I won't say quote unquote, he's unliked. Then you know. With Daniel Bryan, virtually the same thing happened, and nobody came out to help him. So you want to talk about what's going on with, you know, I have my own theories about what's going on with the locker room. How come the locker room doesn't empty out at least one or two wrestlers come out to help either Roman and or Bryan? If you want to talk about that two things, I'll hang on and listen, guys. I appreciate you having me on. and Have a real good night. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate the call, as always. Uh, I think it's a little more egregious with Brian because he's the type of guy that, you think, especially now in this incarnation of his character, come getting his retirement or, or you know coming out of retirement, 
the night he comes out of retirement, he gets attacked so uh, so brutally and everything, that you would have an old school baby face, I mean, even heels, but baby faces come pouring out the locker room kind of thing. Like Roman, it's like, yeah, where was Seth? Where, uh, you know, maybe one person, you know, you would think to come help him. You don't, you would, you just don't think of Roman as a guy having a ton of allies because he doesn't on TV, and you just think of his personality. You're like, well, half the fans hate him, so maybe half the locker room hates him too. Um, but Brian, that's a little more egregious, I think, because of because of who he is and how well liked he is. Like they just showed us how adored he is by the WWE. Universe and and the mainstream media at large, you know, people that pay attention to pro wrestling, and then they have not one person, <laughs> you know, nobody. That's uh, I don't know how you how you square that. So yeah, appreciate Brian for bringing that up. Uh, Cam, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Roman Reigns spent you know the first three four years of his career ganging up. And chasing down people in the locker room and power bombing them through tape. Like, what? I don't, I don't know if. Five year grudge, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, he was pulling up on people and like, you know, like it could be like us. Like he, even if he's a face, he doesn't necessarily move the way I'd want an ally moving. You know what I mean? Like ordinarily, like you would see back in the day the face locker room clear out to help the face, but we didn't have the shades of gray that we do as faces now. Um, the Brian right. thing is kind of egregious, though, in that, you know, I you don't necessarily want to be the guy to come out and save your boss. Like, I do kind of dig that. But, uh... He's yeah, not even the boss. Uh, he's, he's, uh... He's, he's the middle boss. manager. He can fire like, you. You know he has the boss. boss. <laughs> yeah, he can fire you. He's, he's more the supervisor. Um, I get, no, he, you're right, because he did. Yeah, he, you know, he controls you, your fate one way or another. Um, and plus, if you're not going to help Shane, <laughs> you're certainly not going to help Brian. Even though, like, that might be the inverse. You might like your direct boss more than you like the guy you never see that sends out the mass emails. So, yeah. That could have been, been a story that they ran with. Like, Shane's like, you know, I, I'm glad that, you know, they weren't able to do a ton of damage to you, Brian. I guess that would kind of, and I guess maybe use that. Use that. Uh, can Brian and Shane get together? Is that a uh, or work together in a you know as a tag team? Is that something uh, 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 Sammy and, and and Owens? You know that could be built in. Shane's like, oh, it must be nice when the, the locker room runs out and helps you, but. I was getting power bombed through a damn equipment box and with my yeah. kidneys split in half. <laughs> you know, nobody not a damn soul, a couple refs, you know, ran out the hell. That was it. Where was uh yeah, so but that's a little too creative, a little too too nuanced, I guess. I don't know. No, I think that um, you know, we do we should give special attention to just how good KO and Sammy were in their mannerisms, in their speech, in their timing during, you know, Brian's comeback. Like they they were just great last night. 
whatever they've been given, they've excelled at it, and they've really been. I mean, I gotta say, outside of actual matches, and even in matches, they've been the MVPs of SmackDown for the last, you know, three, four, five months. They they've been great. They've executed everything they've done really well, and especially like Sammy. Like I didn't know Sammy could be such an effective heel, and he's just very, very good at it. So yeah, homie, David Lee in the in the chat talking about. They should put Brian in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on the pre-show. Keep the main show for the real stars. He's great. He's great. <laughs> gotta, gotta love David Lee. No, you don't. You absolutely do not. <laughs> I'm on yo. I'm on David Lee's head. I told David Lee, got to come correct. I'm, I'm like four followers behind David Lee. About to be something, man. It's about to be something. <laughs> uh, I'm on your head, David. So, all right, let's, uh, you know what, let's take one of these emails here. Just got another one from Sean. Okay, so Sean's VIP. All right, you know what, let's knock these Jabron ones out. So Jabron's uh, email from last week uh, was, um, now that we know AJ and Nakamura will have a match at Mania, do you think it's just too much hype about? Uh, do y'all think it's just too much hype about this match, given the match they had a few years ago in New Japan it was a great match? I ask this because I hear so many people say they should just let them uh, let them go, give them thirty to forty-five minutes for the match. Okay, um, if y'all had to guess how much freedom they would. Uh, give give them and how much time um, how much time do you think they let them go also do you think this match starts off mania hmm. also why do so many people think this match could close the show when we all know that Raw is the A show and Smackdown is the B show uh, when was the last time a Smackdown match closed mania uh, when they uh, when they were being shown as as the di- two different brands yeah I mean, technically, I mean, Undertaker last year, you know, Undertaker's always been a SmackDown until last year. I mean, Um, mean, Raw is a show, but, like, outside of that, Brock Lesnar is on Raw and Roman Reigns is on Raw. I, I think both things can be true, but that's really what you have to consider, like, the thing that gets the most attention is definitely that match. The most money is tied up in that match. The biggest contracts are in that match, and I think you treat it as such. Um, you know, and maybe it's different next year depending on who's sitting where. But yeah, you, you, I think you end the show with the thing you want to have the most impact. Even though, if you're worried about a live reaction, probably I'm not. Man, really, if you're worried about a live reaction. The best reaction that you can get is Daniel Bryan winning the tag match at the end of the show. As crazy as that sounds, like that's going to be the most positive reaction to have. More positive than more positive than Shinsuke AJ, whatever the outcome is. Like Daniel Bryan celebrating winning the match to close WrestleMania would be the best live reaction you can get out of anything you have on the card. No match. You didn't. Spe- uh, okay, you're not specifying. Uh, 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 unless you're talking about the tag match with him and Shane versus Owen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, 
and not and again, I'm not talking about the match itself. But go ahead, I'm sorry. You, you Brian and Shane winning that match with Brian getting the decisive pin and getting put over the biggest blah 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 overcomes the fact that people are going. Really, this match is made event? Like, I mean, no, 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 no. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like. To, to go with my theory, you have to take the match itself out of context. I mean, the, the the single thing that would get the biggest reaction would be Daniel Bryan closing WrestleMania and winning a match, whatever that match was. I think that does have a bigger reaction. It was the Andre Battle Royal. David Lee, I Yeah, him winning the Andre Battle Royal. But, no, I don't think you can justify that closing out the show um, right. based on the amount of focus that you put on other things. It doesn't make sense. You have to, that's why, like in corporate America, there are a bunch of people that have job titles who don't actually do anything. Um, but you have to justify being there, and that's how you do it, by putting a fancy title on it and having to walk around and do nothing. So, no, you, I mean, you have to justify the amount of time you put into Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, which at this point has been, you know, since the buildup to WrestleMania 32, 31, 31, 31, 31 yeah, since that whole thing started, so like that's what you have to end with. It's been years, three years in the making. He continues, Jabron does. Uh, oh, well, there was a few things in that question, so um, I, I think they'll give him 20 minutes, like, easy. I don't think they'll give him 45 minutes. I don't, I don't, I don't see a bunch of people t- talking about giving him 35, 40, 30, 45 minutes. Like, we understand we understand there's, you know, going to be 13 damn matches on WrestleMania, right? And it's going to be a seven-hour show. And Shinsuke and AJ can have a damn all-time classic in 20 minutes. It would be, that's, I think, the the shortest an all-time great kind of match can go. But they could certainly do it. So... I mean, even if they got 18, 22 minutes, like, they could, that's, I don't think they'd be looking at each other like, oh, we're getting chipped or, you know, getting played, if you find that word offensive. Um, yeah, so I, I think they'll, the, the length isn't an issue. I mean, that's just something that they're going to have to, they, they're going to have to deal with. We haven't gotten a, have we gotten a time issue since the, Funkadactyls, you know, Brodus uh, Clay stuff happened at 29. Have we gotten a big timing snafu since then, like where a match gets cut? Um, I don't think so. I think everything's been, especially now that they have extended pre-shows. Like, I don't think that's been any type of issue. Shorter, yeah, but, yeah. Right, and then they go, whatever, we'll just, seven-hour show will be seven hours and 15 minutes. We don't give a fuck. Y'all staying up. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, all right. Jabron continues. Uh, so, what was? So, who was the damn smart one in the back to just let the Bludgeon Brothers go out there and destroy shit? So, this is the, after the pay per view. Uh, instead of the silly shit they've been doing with with them, I'm not saying I'm some big fan of them, but uh, what they did Sunday to me made made a statement. Uh, than beating guys that are just enhancement talent. Uh, they should have done this on their debut. Now, now to me, uh, now it seems to me 
that now they're trying to change because their initial uh, vision for this tag team didn't work, uh, whatever that was to begin with. Uh, P.S. Trav, I'm with you. I don't want to see Undertaker versus Cena. Uh, at best, they should have done this match a few years ago. Hell, they could have done. They could have let Cena break the streak. Uh, thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show. Hell no, they couldn't let John Cena break that streak. <laughs> that would have, have been a terrible idea. Um, but, I mean, having guys beat enhancement talent, that's that's what you do. I mean, you can have them come in and do that in their debut, but I, I don't think this is any kind of Audible that they're calling with them. This is just a continuation of a building of their monster, you know, bludgeon characters. You know, I yeah, mean, I think, think of that. all the, the guy, the guys, the guys that have gotten and and women uh, that have gotten over big in the last, you know, big people. I mean, like uh, 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 what's his face on Raw? Um, these hands. Uh, Monster Among last, Men, uh, Strowman, yeah. even going back to Umaga, and like people have been, and, and uh, people have been getting that push forever. Nia Jax went through Ryback, beat three guys at once, that kind of stuff, and then you escalate things. That's just how that's just how it works. I don't know. I don't know why that's what's not to like about that, Jerron. You got to reestablish those guys were. Jokes and nothing when they left. They only, they, they repackage them and got to build them up. Got to give them some credibility. So let them beat a bunch of Jay Browns uh, for a few months, and and then bam, then you do what you did Sunday. Seems pretty standard, yeah, right? That, yeah. What they? I mean, I like that the last two weeks what they've done. I like how they ran through the two top. Babyface teams, and then like what's left of those teams, being Biggie and uh, you know one of the Usos, they smashed them. And then last uh, yesterday, you have one of the Usos against Luke Harper, and he gets smashed. And even with the two of them teaming up, they can't quite overcome them. Like this is how you build up that heel team. Now, um, you know, does this lead to a tag team triple threat match where? It takes everything in the Usos and the New Day to get them out the paint, and they end up winning. Like, it's kind of, you know, I, I like how they're building them up. It sucks that this is, like, their third or fourth build, um, but I think it's good. The gimmick's definitely cheesy, but there's always going to be room for that unstoppable, big, strong guy that you can't do anything with. So, yeah, I think it's been good, especially outside of them beating up Jobber, like, the last two weeks with the – uh the face team being treated kind of unfairly, but not being able to overcome those odds just yet is going to build to a good match at the paper. Uh, are you are you in the Facebook chat as well, Cam? I'm I'm back and forth because it seems to want to go slow because I'm doing a million things at once. Um, yeah, did, kind of did you pin? Uh, did you pin this David Lee? Absolutely, uh, David Lee. Absolutely. I was like, I didn't. And I was like, I don't think David has the ability to do that in our chat room. Okay, you did. All right, all right, then I'll leave it alone. <laughs> I said, yeah, like, who, 
We'll pin that for all to see. <laughs> my man. Got to right. do it. Brian's email from this week. Uh, what up, fellas? Three questions for y'all this week. With Vegas getting a stadium in a few years, do y'all think they'll have another WrestleMania out here and do NXT TakeOver at the T-Mobile Arena? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And that's going to be, you know, if I can, the Lord blesses me not to have babies yet, that's going to be fun. Because, <laughs> man, I'm gonna, one time I've been to Vegas with a ball, that'll be amazing. Remember last year, WWE wanted to be the first, and things just didn't w- w- work out for, for whatever reasons, logistics, weather, who knows. But WWE wanted to be the first big event at the uh, the, the Vikings' uh, new stadium. Mm-hmm. So they like being, if they're going to open a thing in Vegas, depending on obviously how the timing works out when the venue opens, they're going to want to be possibly the first because it opens if it if it's if it you know WrestleMania is in April, um, you know football doesn't start till until obviously until late summer, uh, early fall. So they could be the first big thing at that at that new arena, and they like having those. They like doing shit like that. So, but either either way, whether it's first, second, or third, whatever, yeah, yeah, absolutely, they're going to be they're going to come to Vegas. Within a decade, within probably three years of that building opening. Yeah, yeah, no, they're going to be, especially since like it's before. That's a guaranteed big indoor stadium, good weather. Oh hell it's before yeah! Before big fight season, like it's before whatever Hispanic fighter wants to fight Cinco de Mayo weekend. Like, there's not going to be a big fight in April, right before the big fight in March in Vegas, like that. That. Whoever's fighting on regular cable um, will have to take a backseat to WWE's acting. Uh, second question. If y'all have to guess, who get, who do you think will get called up soon from NXT? Also, who do you think will stay down there uh, too long uh, that it will kill their hype by the time they get to the main roster? Um, well, by soon, I assume you mean day after Mania. Um, they're not going to bring anybody up between now and then. Uh, I think there's some some pretty obvious ones. I think Almas. I think Almas. To me, I still think No Way Jose is a guaranteed guy to get called up in the next round of call-ups. Um, I'm not, I don't know about an Ember Moon. I, like, I kind of want to say her, but... Like for your second part of the question, who who will stay too long that their hype will spoil or whatever? Because um, I'm not the biggest Ember Moon fan, so I don't know if her staying down there to cook for another year is is going to spoil anything. Yeah, um, I, I seem I really have faith in them to just do things the right way. Um, like I'm assuming Gargano's a call up the day after Mania, if not. They sneak him into the the Andre Battle Royal the next night. Like, he's there. Um, I think Almas is in a good position. I think Adam Cole might be down there for too long. Like, to me, he should only be competing for the NXT title and nothing else um, because he carries himself like that. So I think that, you know, he's a guy who could already be 
a big-time heel on the main roster. I don't know if Fish and O'Reilly um, really need that. But everybody else, I think, is in a pretty good spot. Like, I think the women should all stay there, even if they're ready, because there's such a logjam um, on SmackDown and Raw right now with all the factions and characters. Um, yeah, again, I, I think they're doing – well, I'll tell you what, AOP um, would be my answer. AOP needs to be out of there right after Mania. Um, yeah, it's it's their time. They don't want to miss the boat on that. Um, they especially with so they lose in the finals of the uh, of the thing of the Dusty Tag Tag Title Tournament, or do you have them win? The finals give you a title shot, right? Are the finals give you the title this year? Who's even Oh, fishing with his face, and he's hurt. Fishing a lot. So. Yeah, they're gonna have to do something interesting with that. Well, I mean, fishing O'Reilly can always, you know, screw them out of a match, or somebody else can, and then you know maybe they have a one-off. But yeah, I think they they need to be up there, especially with you know the revival that they're trying. Man, I, I ask people straight up, the revival are they are they dope or trash? And People just don't think that there's room for that type of act. And I'm just like, I think they're really, really good at what they do. But, you know, them them being good strongly relies on them being able to beat strong babyfaces. And there just aren't babyface tag teams on Raw. Like, American Alpha Revival was good because you really, really liked white babyface American Alpha. And you hated that the, the dastardly mustache, small, compact, dad bod revival could get one up on them through, you know, nefarious means or just being really, really crisp. Like, you didn't like that. So um, they need that type of babyface team to feed off of, and the Hardys are 45 years old. So I don't know. You get Brizongo on Raw just to feud with the revival and let the revival take advantage of them and get those boos. Now you got David Lee uh, feeling himself. He's taking cheap shots at me. Like I don't even know what I did to that man that does, to deserve such a hostile, hostile. Uh, Let my man Cam do most of the talking. And you know, with that said, that's how I know I got to make my exit, man. It is my time for the week. Um, probably won't be able to jump back in tonight, Trav. But you have a great rest of the show. Hey, man, appreciate you. All right. That's Cam. Ah, there we go. So Cam drops off, and that uh, opens up a line for you. Let's, uh, let's talk to Kylan in the meantime. What's going on? What's going on? Not much, Travis. How are you? How are you doing this week? Doing okay. What's uh? Crazy echo. What's on your mind? Ah. We had two big surprises this week. Uh, One, of course, being shortly. After we went off the air last week, the 
the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal was changed to the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Yeah, it was like the the next day, like, or by like we talked about it a lot last week on Wednesday. By Thursday, <clears throat> they made an announcement that yeah, it, it, this was uh, they're changing it. And yeah, for something that was like the A topic last week, to be you know an hour into the show just bringing that up. Yeah, it's uh, I mean it was one of those things where it's like yeah no that's exactly what they should have done. So they they did the right thing. Um, I, I think it was a Snickers. Snickers, Snickers pressured them because people got on their ass. Got on their ass. But uh, yeah, go ahead with your my, second thing, Kyle. Um, my my second thing, which you already discussed, but I, but I have a a question on that too. But on on the Moolah topic. My my question is w- the obvious one of will the the Warrior Award be discontinued next? Perhaps no. This, no. this year or maybe next year. It it it, it might quietly it might get phased out, but it'll be here this year. Uh. Uh, next year, might maybe they just change it, change it into the uh, Connor the Crusher Award. I don't know, or maybe they just don't do. I I I have a feeling they would want to do something like that. Um, but uh, the fire. That makes sense. And and on the. The Brian clearance here. I have to ask the cynical question, unfortunately, since I've seen and heard it so many times in the past just over 24 hours. Part part one, did WWE perhaps magically clear Brian? Daniel Bryan, just so he doesn't leave the company, even though they knew his medical paperwork was strained out already. And part two to this question, will Bryan's return to the ring have some kind of Substantial effect on network subscriptions going forward. Um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Brian clearing was had a ton to do with. You know him, you know, sticking around, or them trying to keep him around, uh, because it wasn't just WWE doctors that WWE doctors were the last to clear him. Like he could have, like once his contract goes out in September, he could have, 
done whatever he wanted and wrestled for whoever would sign him. You know, he was cleared enough. So I, I don't, because we talked about this before, like, are they going to clear him just so he, to keep him off that all-in pay-per-view? That was, uh, wow, look at Brian. That was a uh, snap German with a drop kick. <laughs> yeah, so I think you know, clearing them just it just it just worked. They they, they had a story that they wanted to tell, and. Um, like, I doubt he was cleared literally, like, the other day or earlier this week. Like, they've known they were going to uh, go this direction for a while, I'm assuming. Again, this is all me speculating. But, uh, but yeah, so appreciate that, Colin. Uh, I see 1111. I see... I see a bunch of people down here, 352-219-312-510-845, of course. So press 1 if you want to get in in the queue so I know that you want to get on, you know, get on the air. So, uh, yeah. Oh, a Luva kick. So, yeah, so let's... Um, Talk to somebody else. Mm. I think that's Willis. Willis, that wow. you? What's happening? Yeah, what's going on, Trav? Not too much, man. What's going on? Nothing much. Damn, Daniel Bryan coming back to me is the best thing to happen in wrestling in a long ass time since AJ and Nakamura and came up to WWE. So I'm happy about that one. Still laughing about John Cena and Roman Reigns basically have almost the same storyline on the same show. And one of them isn't working with the crowd and the other one isn't, especially when after Roman Reigns gets his ass whooped by... Yeah, they almost had the same type of storyline. One one calling about the other person ain't there for months at a time, and the other person calling about the person don't show up only for a year, and both of them calling out the same, calling out the person, and one the crowds. Rooting for John Cena versus Undertaker, and with Roman and um, Brock Lesnar, with Roman crying about that he ain't dead, and been caught having wolf tickets, crying about I want Brock to come out. When Brock came out with his ass, the crowd telling Roman, "You deserve it." <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think uh, another stretcher for fuck's sake. Like this is like the fifth stretcher we've seen in like three weeks. <laughs> Come on, You're killing me with this. 
obviously Brock's the champ. Undertaker's semi not retired kind of, you know, thing. And uh so and the reason they're calling him out about not being there is different. You know, Undertaker ain't there because he retired. Brock ain't there because he negotiated a better contract than you. <laughs> so so I mean I get where you're coming from, but I think they're 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 different. See if they hadn't done all those stretcher jobs up to this point, that Brian one is a lot more a lot more memorable. Yeah, and plus I it's think like, the um and because it's SmackDown, they're so up against the break or so up against the hour, they've got to end the show. They don't get to linger. They don't get to do that, create all that drama. They barely got them on the backboard, and then the show goes off. With these other stretcher jobs that were just like whatever, they're lingering and taking forever to get the guy on. With the um, Brock and Roman stretcher job, I think the people that was playing the um, EMTs, I think they wasn't in the right position because you could hear Brock cussing like shit, telling them to move out the way, and they had to bleep that joint out. Well, I mean, when he, I get it because he shoved the thing once, and then he shoved it he, like lightly, and then they moved, and then he shoved it over. Whatever, Brock. I mean, just that that happens. It's not like it. It's not like it made a big deal or made any kind of difference. Right. Maybe to him in but the moment, my, you know, get the fuck out the way. But for mm-hmm. us watching, it's like whatever. It's mm-hmm. chaos. That's how it should be. They shouldn't be like perfectly in place if they're like EMTs out there just trying to save a guy. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be like, oh, let me move out of the way for this camera shot or this guy. No, no. So it makes it more real. Now, I got another question with Daniel Bryan coming back. It's funny that when they showed the tweets of everybody congratulating Daniel Bryan coming back from all the different WWE stars, John Cena put out a long one, which was pretty nice. They showed even the damn Miz talking about, yeah, you back, even though he did it in his snarky and character way. I noticed that damn Roman ain't tweeted out shit. Even damn Triple H <laughs> tweeted out something. You so, talk about um. <laughs> so there's so this one wrestling group. There's a there's a meme, and the pic is of Roman at whenever the damn pay per view was before Sheamus cashed in. Remember the confetti. Is around mm-hmm. and oh, here it is. <laughs> the one with so him crying. Is Roman on the on the mat crying with confetti all around him, holding his holding his head, and it says, "When you finally get some crowd support, and then Daniel Bryan is cleared." <laughs> and so he's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." I'm curious to see if Daniel Bryan is not on WrestleMania or if this Monday night coming up, if during the Brock and Roman, if they had come out 
and do something. When is the damn General Brian chance going to start again? Calling for them to try to put the fans talking about they want him in the damn title match at WrestleMania. And they start chanting that Daniel Bryan joint. Because they know CM Punk ain't coming back, but Daniel Bryan is back, so they're going to start that shit all over again. Watch. Maybe. Or maybe they're grateful for, you know, that Bryan's back and not, you know, try to shoehorn him in. It's a little late, you know. I, I, I think you're, I, I, I'd give wrestling fans a, a little more credit than that, and I don't say that often. But I actually think in this situation, they'll be very understandable that they're not, Brian shouldn't get in this damn, shouldn't be in the main event or be in a title match or anything. Like, the fact that we're getting a Brian match, period, is the, is the gift. Right. You know, well, and I don't think wrestling fans are that. I mean, we're some real callous, you know, asshole fans, but I don't think we're like, yeah, we're over it. That he, we're great. He's back now. Put him in the at the top of the card. I think we'll let that ride out. That he's back. That'll last. That 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 should get him through SummerSlam. I think Just that's fact- that's gonna be his main. That's going to be his first big main event is at SummerSlam. Who do you think it's going to be against? Nakamura, AJ, for the title. Oh, snap. Okay. Then does he because win? That's the Most likely. Because they, no. they ain't okay. going to wait. They ain't, they're not going to wait until the last minute no more to um put him I mean, they could as, other, as a champion. You know. They could have a. They could. He comes back at WrestleMania 34, and then he's in the main event of WrestleMania 35. I mean, that's a year-long story worth telling. You don't have to get. You know, they could have that Nakamura or that AJ match. They could do. They could have that next year at WrestleMania. Doesn't have. They don't have to. You know. Well, I think I'm thinking that. Um, Shit. They have Brown, Ziggler, and and those types. Oh, I'm thinking that they're going to um, have Brian win that joint, and then um, they're going to um, merge the titles again at WrestleMania 35 because you know they're doing the um, all the pay-per-views now. is going to be mixed now. Right. It's going to be Raw and SmackDown, so I right. think they they probably going to save. Um, that's when they're going to unify the title, so it'll probably be... I guess Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania to unify the titles because they heard I've been hearing that AJ is going to go to Raw when, once they do the um, Superstar shakeup. Well, that's a lot of that's a lot of speculation, um, good speculation, but it's you know we're going to have to. It's supposed to go to SmackDown. Say what? And Seth is supposed to go to SmackDown. I have been consistently hearing that, yeah. So, but again, I'm not willing to buy in totally to any of these these theories or or these speculate these, these all the speculation until until WrestleMania is over. You start seeing where things are shaking out. Um, yeah, 
So it's an interesting time to see what's going on in in wrestling and um, just just what's going on and and with the um, Cruiserweight title match. That seems like that's going to be a pretty good matchup for the Cruiserweight title. I mean, how could it not be? Uh, I wish there was a. I wish there was. I wish there was a, a heel and face dynamic, and not just two really good baby faces going at it. Um, but it's going to be a hell of a wrestling match, that's for sure. Right. And unfortunately, and feel- like here, it's probably going to be on the pre-show. Right. How you feel about um, Big Cass coming back? Because he's Ooh. been medically clear too. Big Cass is medically clear to come back too. Oh yeah, I mean, no need to how rush him back. Right. This part of the he's not a, he's not in Mania. He's not anywhere near. Should, you know, so no need to put him in the Battle Royal, the Andre Battle Royal, anything just to you know make sure his knee is, his knee is fine. He's a big guy, so make sure he's fine. And and you know you got spring and summer to to do stuff with him. You don't have to uh, throw him right back in the mix right away. But it's good to so know that he's clear. How you, right? How you feel about him coming back and Enzo not around no more? How that's going to affect gonna be, this career. I mean. Because people's instinct are, you know, are going to remember, you know, him and obviously him and Enzo. So after not thinking about Enzo for a while, people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, remember Enzo? That was that was some bullshit that he was involved in." And you know, so <laughs> you know, they have to deal with that. But that's no matter when he comes back, they're going to have to deal with that. All right, that's about it, Trav. Cool. Appreciate you, Willis. Don't be a stranger. All right. Willis from D.C., everybody. Uh, yeah. So, do we have any more non-VIP emails? Ron's email from this week. Would WWE ever open up the vault? I think it's called. I think it's called that to fans to see all the things they've used over the years to entertain us as wrestling fans. Uh, do y'all think it would be profitable for the company? I ask this question because because I've seen some videos on YouTube of them showing some of the things that are in the vault. Uh, are you talking about a, a physical vault? Like like one of their production trucks, like with all like didn't Foley on an episode of like Foley knows best or whatever the Foley show was, um, Foley and the and the bunches. Uh, fuck, what's that show called? Foley, Foley. Well, anyway, I I, th- I remember him being back st- uh, in some warehouse or something, looking at all like a bunch of old, bunch of old stuff. Uh, 
And um, so if that's what you're talking about, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to see, like, oh, hey, remember that logo? Or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you're talking about the show, like on the network, like just old shows and that kind of thing, then, you know, they do that. I'm not. I just don't think I understand your question. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's talk to Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, what's happening? What up? Yo, Trav Law, what's going on, baby man? What's happening, Mike. Trying to get trying to get through this fucking this crazy ass storm, man. Oh shit! That's right. Yeah. Like they do. In like yeah, three we, weeks, three weeks. Yeah, just ain't tough. Give me a half a second. Run through the wall. I got no signal. You hear me, Trav? Um, yeah. I mean, so it's some oh. background noise, but I can, I can hear you. Yeah, that was that was me jogging through the hallway. Okay. Yeah, we got. Yeah, this shit's still going down. I'm walking through it as we speak. Yeah. Well, it's collective it's still time. Down or is it all done? Nah, it's coming down. Damn. They say maybe four in the morning, it'll, it'll be over. Well, yeah. it was a balmy 80, 81 degrees today in Austin. <laughs> Woo! So, you know, to um, just jump on board, it's like, I think that little meme, too, with Roman crying, just when he started to get hot, and it goes down like that. Yeah, but they were being generous in the first place. I mean, yeah. I mean if this is what you call hot. Wait, wait what? <laughs> what was the song? Who had that song? This is why I'm hot. This is oh, I'm my hot. God, man. Where is he? Put him on a milk carton. <laughs> this is why I'm hot. Um, he is so he, he's, you know, Roman's not exactly, you know, setting the yeah. world on fire, but he was doing okay. I mean, it wasn't just yeah, vitriol. Yeah, he was doing all right. But, yeah. But, but, but Monday night was, was just ludicrous. Why did he not get gunned down in the middle of the square circle? In the middle of the what? In the middle of the ring, why did he not get done down? Five times. Oh, 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 hell yeah. That man should have been a statistic. <laughs> Another right. brown man. You know, shit. I can't even joke. This weekend, another fucking NR black guy Mark. shot in the backyard in the back. But, you know, but yeah, no need to bring down the tone of the show. Uh, yeah, he should have been a smear on that damn uh, canvas, but you know, privileges. Yeah, man. Like that was just fucking outrageous. But I, uh, I mean, I'm I'm super stoked that B. Bryant, um, you know, is back on the set. Like that was just that was just ill, and like his movement is like just so just like magnetic, like. You could tell he just crushed that that um 
hyperbaric chamber did a lot for him, like breathing, time and wise, everything's on point. Like if you notice when he was throwing a drop kick and landing on he was catching himself. Like he was landing on his hand and feet. Like I think he, he you know, they know what they could do and what you know, it's, it's, it's almost like the, the stone cold thing, like he still went full throttle, but it was restrictions. No dropping him on the head and, you know what I mean, shit like that. Right. So, like, to me, it wouldn't advise for him. Like, that would be ill-advised for him to go in there against a Brock or somebody, like, you know, reckless like that. That would be ill-advised for me. I, I, I think I know what you mean, but dangerous, but he's not reckless. Like, that's one of the, you know, thumbs up people give him. Like, Brock's always in control. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think he'll be around. I don't think he'll be around too long after that anyway. I think he's leaving. What's your take? What's your take, Trav? Say it again. I said, I think he's leaving. I don't think he's safe. Oh, no, 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 I, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. I don't, yeah. I mean, Heyman's talking about, now he's feuding with that African dude, you know. Uh, you know, he says he wants Lesnar on that MMA show. And then Brock said, or Heyman said Brock will kick his ass. So they're already in, like, promo mode yeah. for that. You know, I, I hope this, I hope he gives Roman more than he gave Dean Ambrose at Mania 32. Look. Uh, you know, because it's a similar circumstance. You know, he seems already checked out. 22. And 225. Yeah, so I mean, my thing is, what do you do? What do you do with Heyman? Like, does he? Do, I mean, does he? To me, I would. I this 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 just me, and this is just wishful thinking, and you know, wishful creative book. And I I swear, I think well, not swear, but I I think he should go like. And make a new like Heyman, you know, stable Heyman Alliance type shit. You know what I'm saying? I think he should do something like that. Have Roman at the top. Would you put in it cross rosters? And is Ronda in it? Yeah. To all three? Or at least Ronda in the cross rosters? I would say Ronda, Joe, Roman, and... Roman? Yeah. I think it's time for them, like, to me, have, like, um, Cam said earlier, you have the top hill in the industry, bar none, hands down. Hands down. Like, Like, this guy listed more... I mean, top baby. You don't need Heyman to, like... Talk for Roman. I think a plus of him being a heel is because he'd get to cut promos in his real voice, like with the yeah. all the and all you know that he really can really unleash on the fans and and, and and other wrestlers. But I think creatively they could find a way to do it and be, you know make him like a heater, you know, at sometimes like you know Raymond can cut his Roman can cut his promos, but you will also do something with. Paul Heyman just step out, excuse me, as the advocate for Roman Reigns. The champ does not feel like, you know, talking to you people tonight. So I'm going eloquent form. 
Like, they need to switch the whole persona up. Like, damn sad. And I went and looked at it on YouTube. I mean, the dude had more juice when he was running around with the suits on and the cell phones and all that and the shades and all that. It's, it's like, what happened? What happened? I mean, we've been talking about it for the past, what, three years on the East Coast cast, for three WrestleManias, Trav, have we not? To get him out of that yeah. fucking uh, ridiculous tactical gear get up. I mean, maybe that's like, what happened. happen. I hope so. I mean, sometimes you lose, you lose an ability. I remember, I swear, I went to college and forgot how to make friends, man. Like, I became super <laughs> antisocial after being, like, real outgoing. It's like, what the fuck? I, a lot of it is the environment I was in. It was just, you know, yeah. 13th grade, a lot, HBCU, a lot of things that just didn't, you know, I had no business there. Um but you know, sometimes you do as a person regress, and as a as a character or as a performer, you you've been asked you've not been asked to do that for so long that 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 part goes dormant or you know right. atrophy a little bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a definite fact. But um, I mean overall, I think both shows were pretty damn good this week. Like this, like this was the week that I really like. I kicked me in high gears mania season. And to me, like, this card is fucking stacked. Like, this ain't, it ain't been, I don't think, a stacked mania card like this in quite some time. Like, from yeah, top we got to bottom, a, uh, like, you know, this shit is stacked. And from, from Ontario, and I think one of his, for the VIP, one of his points was, uh, like, this, uh, Uh, yeah, many of this year seems to be really packed. Have a really packed lineup. I mean, yeah, it's stacked from top to bottom. Like, ain't no, you know, cut and dry. I mean, like, you really have no stinkers out there. And to me, like, officially, they should do both of those battle royals. That should be for the pre-show. That should both be reserved for the pre-show. Both of them. Both of them. Because you had two women's matches on the main show. And I would say put it on the pre-show because still, I mean, you could change the name, but in the back of people's mind, the situation right. is the situation it is. You understand? So you put that out there first. Let them get that off stage first. And then I would do I would do the Andre after that. You know what I mean? Like just to get that ingrained out of people's minds. You know, two hours. So even if you open up with the women's battle royal, you can have you're going to have that cruiserweight title somewhere in the middle. And then, and I don't even if it's a men's and a women's one, I don't think you could do two battle royals back to back. That's 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 not even sure if you have them both on the show. I think you save the men's. The men's one or the women's ones, whichever one. You I don't care. Geo. You save one for, um, for like hour four of the live show when uh, you know when you're trying to give, uh, me, give me that thing and get it, Johnny one. Hello. Sorry, try. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sorry, try. Yeah. Now uh, back to what you were saying. I apologize. 
you were talking in terms of um, spreading the show out to your fans. Try. No, I was saying you, you were talk, No, I was saying you were talking in terms of spreading the show out. But yeah, I mean, in my humble opinion, those two. Yeah, I don't like the idea of two of them back to back. Like back that. to back. I, I mean, I get that. So, what are you sandwiching between that? I mean, the only like logic choice. Three title. Probably yeah, that cruiserweight championship match. That's the only thing I could see that I could get sandwiched between that. And the other, you know, matches, what, 12, 13 semi matches, you say for the main stage. Like, um, regard, hate it or love it, and however people feel or think, they must be out there rabbit ass mind if they don't think that Wonder Boy and Brock ain't going on last. When Bobby Lashley come in, do you think he's uh, he's night after Mania, or do you think later, yeah. somewhere later in the spring or summer, as you know, as an, a surprise or whatever on one of one of the shows? I think it's the night after Mania. I heard the de- I heard the deal is all but done. Like you know, we know. Right, but that is. Uh, you know, the talk. As soon as he signs, yeah, I heard he it. shows up. Hey, they could they could sign him. Deal could be. Side seal is delivered. Then they just hold him off till June or whenever. I say you bring him out the next night. and had that uh that face off with Brock. Cause that's that's a money. Former like, champion Brock or yeah, and just had him too. Like to me, to me this would be money. Like cause you know many is coming back to my hometown. I stomp the ground, so I I. I I definitely plan on being there next year. And okay. as far as, like, the money matches, like the top three, I see, I could see, you know, if they hold off and do it right, uh, Brock versus Lashley, um, maybe D. Bryan versus A.J. or um, Roman. And like a Seth versus Shinsuke, first time. And then you have, well, top four, Ronda and Oscar. Mm. That's mean right there. What you think of that, Trav? That's mean right there. No, oh, that's a heck of a, you know, top four matches. No, yeah. And I'm starting a petition. No fucking McMahon's after at, next year. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm. It's over. Please, like, I'm done. Like, do you realize? Like this, this year is so pivotal. A lot of people don't remember. This is like pretty much the turn of the tide. One, this was the rise, you know, a stone cold. Two, and this was the year also that we were introduced to Shane as a goddamn character on TV. And although he stepped away for a while, it's like he, it's like he's been on so long now since he's been back. It's like he's never left. And like the Mc, you know, it's like the fucking McMahon's has been the focal point for twenty years. 
mean kinda. I say kinda. <laughs> you yeah, know, kinda for, I mean for yeah, I mean for the majority of it, shit. For the majority of the past twenty years, they've been the focal point of, of of everything that goes on. And it's time for them to shift away. Like it's time to shift away. Let Vince go do his alpha entertainment. Go play, you know, with his football league. But did you hear the the, the I'm mean, oh, There's another startup. Maybe coming. it's football league. Maybe not. Yeah, there's yeah, another startup. Like real head right now. So ever yeah. his homie's son came in and scooped it. Wow. And it's have have partnerships with like real NFL hitters like uh, like I don't think Deion Sanders, but like people like Deion Sanders and Yo, Champa is such a bastard. He tore up that that woman's and, and it, Took a side from an old lady in the old lady face. Oh my god! That's, but see, that's hell heat, Trav. That's old school fucking hell heat. And it's only three guys in the WWE, WWE that elicit that: Champa, Owens, and Zayn. Hell fucking heat. Like nobody knows oh. how to get get heat oh. anymore. Gargano was hiding behind one of the sides with a lucha mask on. Now they now he beat his ass. And then, oh, here comes security. Yeah, he trespassing. Where the federal marshals at? Yeah. <laughs> so does 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 um Johnny Wrestling come up after um Mania? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't talk about that. He he was Gar Gargano was his lock pick. Mine was Almas and uh, yeah, Almas like, like and No Way Jose. His was AOP and Gargano. Yeah, like we divulged last week. I think Armas is ready. Him and Zelina, that gorgeous ass Zelina Vega. I think they are definitely ready for the series. What happened? I would like to see them on. Uh, I would send them to SmackDown. Oh, we losing Mike. All right. Well, before he drops off, I'm gonna take that as a sign to go ahead and uh, end things there. With Mike, appreciate you, Mike, as always. Let's uh, keep it moving. Let's talk. Uh, no, 352 doesn't have their hand up. Let's talk to, to a, wait, oh no, we talked to Willis. Willis, then we talk, we talk to you. Get out of here. Yeah. That's, uh, oh shit, where did everybody go? We're going to go to Darrell this early in the, uh. In the segment, in the show, I mean. Um, uh, 
verbessern. I'm tempted to call someone. We haven't done that in a while. But I also don't know. Oh. Oh, Greg, shit, what's yeah. up, man? What's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm there. What's up, bro? Um, you on the air, so uh, keep that. Uh, no, I kind of figured, uh, I figured that. I'm, yeah, yeah. Are we, are we, uh, am I able to uh, use expl- expletives or no? Oh, it's the East Coast cast. Yeah, it's the yeah, East Coast cast. What the hell? Yeah, what's up, brother? What's going on? I had to look. I had. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in New York. I had to step out. I was. Ah, shit. I'm at the middle. I'm at my fucking window. I had to step out. So, I'm ready now, brother. Oh, I mean, you know, I I called on a whim. Not sure. Like, yeah, this man could be at work. And uh, yep, you are. So, all right. I'm glad yeah, no, I called it. So uh, yeah, what's going on? How are things? What's your um, uh, your wrestling life looking like? I'm stuck. I'm not. I'm uh, Stuck doing what? What do you mean? Uh-oh. Damn. What's up with these New York cell phone towers? Oh, man. I'm going to leave Dre on. Hopefully he comes. Oh, he dropped off. Ah, well, um... Um, maybe he'll call back. I'm going to leave him alone. Yeah, I'm going to leave him alone. Yeah, I'm going to leave him alone. (laughs) All right, let's, uh, let's, uh, Damn, where did everybody go? Some bullshit how y'all just bailed. I was like, oh, okay, Cam's gone. I got boom, boom, boom. I can get through this last hour. (laughs) I see Frank and and Bruce and David. Or at least they were. I don't know who's left. Craig. Oh, wait, Craig was supposed to be calling this week. What's that about, Craig? Oh, I got off and Yeah, hit us up, Dwight. Got the thumbs up. Ryan, call us some shit. I'm struggling here. Cam's gone. I ain't got no call you know, I got a caller, but I can't go to Darrell this early. That's just wouldn't seem right. Um, 
That's, uh, see, this is when I get exposed. I just randomly start playing some music. <laughs> and we're playing the hits. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe did that did I shame Craig in the calling? Let's see. One 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 one. Who's this? What up? Yeah, I feel ashamed. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, man, you should. I was tired, and I'm like, well, you guys pretty much talked about everything that I had to talk about. And I want to just make up random ass shit. <clears throat> well, that's better than just hearing me struggle. Uh, you know, ums and ooh, yeah. um. <laughs> hey, Craig, I fell off well, my I couch did have something. I was thinking. And fucked okay, my leg ahead. up and, and almost broke my damn toe. And uh, my shin is bruised up like a son of a bitch. And I'm just thinking, like, man, I'm not, you know, if this was like 10 years from now, if I'm 47 and I take that spill, you know, do I have the bone density to, like, keep me, <laughs> you know, to get me through that? Do I have to get, am I at that, that age where I have to start, where I have to, like, contemplate, like, before I, like, do something, like, jump down the last three stairs of, a, you know, like, hmm, are my ankles up for this? <laughs> Man, you're getting old. Yeah. You need to get that uh that cam workout problem going. Workout problem? Yeah, where he keeps posting pictures of himself sleeveless. Oh. Just oh, start posting yeah. Yeah, what a pictures of yourself all sleeveless. Yeah. No, yeah. P- post pictures of yourself like that and then you'll get all shamed and then you'll start having to work out more. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're just both on here with nothing to say. So, great. No, I I do have one thing. I was thinking because uh, a lot of the topics today, and since Daniel Bryan came back, um, a lot of people are talking about all these matches and all this all these things that could happen, and, and you guys are talking about Lashley coming and these guys coming up from NXT and stuff like that. And, like, that's a lot. There's a lot of people already in – on Raw, on SmackDown, 205 Live, and all this stuff. And it's like an embarrassment of riches, but now they're going to the co-branded pay-per-view only one a month. That means that there's going to be feuds and stuff, like big names left off these pay-per-views because you can only have, what, nine matches on a show, and that's including the pre-show. And if you the numbers don't work out. Yeah, no. And there's gonna be like as like AJ Styles and stuff like that. AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, they're gonna be on multiple shows in a row and stuff. So it's gonna be, you know, you ain't gonna be able to see a lot of guys or girls, you know, or you know, women in for a couple months on a on a pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, something's gotta give. Either your top folks aren't going to be on every single pay-per-view, 
But if you hear this, the re- some of the reasoning behind it, like, well, why are they going away from it? It's like, well, so they can get Roman Reigns on every pay-per-view. So if you do that to get Roman Reigns on every pay-per-view, you can't then go, well, we'll leave him off of, you know, this pay-per-view or every, we'll do him every other pay-per-view so we can fit more, you know, other folks on. Like, well, no, the whole point of doing this was so he could uh, – you know, so the audience sees him every month and not every other month, just if they only watch Raw pay-per-views. <clears throat> yeah. You're not going to have him be off off for two months without a pay-per-view, you know? It's like he's on he's on the May one, right? And you ain't going to see him again until July, you know, and then everybody's on the August one, so. Yeah. It's just there's going to be a lot of guys lost, lost in the shuffle. And it's, it's, I mean, just do the math. There's, I went through a few months ago and counted all the guys, you know, just the guys, and there was 80, rest, 80 male wrestlers on the roster. And, like, a lot of them were, you know, I went down the list to about maybe 50 of guys I, you know, I want to see. Now, there's guys that I don't want, want to see, like Orton and stuff like that, but, and I'm not even talking about, like, random uh, like Triple H's and and Undertakers and stuff like that. I'm talking about like on Raw, on SmackDown. Yeah. And that's just uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, do the math. And like I said, something's got to give. You can't. Th- these two things can't occupy the same space or, or whatever. Like something's got to. One thing's got to give, and and I don't think it's going to be the lack of Roman. You know, that that idea. It's going to be, you know, I, I don't know if it'll be as bad as bad as it was. And and bad is different because in '02 there was just a glut of talent. Like you had to have two shows and, and separate separate the rosters. Um, and the product was still hot enough. Things were going, you know, still. Sailing ratings wise, they were you know, killing it compared to you know now. Um, yeah, something's got to give, and and I and and as a fan, I don't think it's going to be an optimal situation for us. I don't think we're going to be sitting here six eight months from now like wow, this change has just been great. The one, the one thing I would say about that though is it, it, it could be better, if, if like Raw and SmackDown writers, like redo how they do things because if if I mean you have to notice like they, they'll get these, okay so we got, um Seth Rollins, Finn Balor and The Miz coming up so we got to have Seth versus. Rollins, then we got to have Miz versus Seth next week, and then we got to do a six-man with the Bullet Club and all this stuff. And it's like they just keep repeating the same thing, trying to build up to this match they're going to have at the pay-per-view. Instead, you could have those guys and, and women that aren't going to be on the on the pay-per-view. you having marquee matches that you want to see and build up that way. Yeah, so all all they have to do, Craig, is is, is change 
completely the culture and process in which they uh, create content. That's all. I don't see that. Simple as that. Why didn't they think of that before? Well, <laughs> well here, here's the thing, though. I was I was listening to a, a show. I forget. I, it was I, probably a torch show, and they were talking about how this this feels like a reset. This WrestleMania, where usually it's like you can kind of see where things are going, leading into WrestleMania to how it's going to be after WrestleMania. But this kind of feels like one of those, like they're just going to you know dry off the dry erase board and you know make some new stuff happen. Because I don't see a whole lot of this is going to happen. I mean, definitely going to happen in the future, except for like Sasha and Bailey and a couple other things. And now apparently Roman and and Samoa Joe are booked on this show um, in May. But that could just be a picture. <clears throat> oh yeah, I, I mean, whatever's happening two two and three months out. Um, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Joe, I mean, if he's, yeah. I mean, he, may, he might be back from, by May, but it's one of those things. It's like, just shit, if you got to stay out till SummerSlam, just, you know, like if you're going to rush back for Mania, like, I get that. I don't, you know, might not be the best thing, but I, but I understand it. You're not going to rush back for Was the revved up or whatever the May pay per view with the wheels and the cars over the limit? I don't know. You're not, <laughs> not going to do that. Well, the and and another, it's like you guys are talking about with the NXT stuff. It's like they're you know you want them to get called up because you want to see them face all these other guys, but if if they're going to be called up and they're like Ty Dillinger just floundering in the mid card. If if even not at all, you know, I don't want to see yeah, Ty Dillinger you know, still somebody come up and be the revival, you know. Yeah, uh, I I think like I'm pretty sure No Way Jose comes up, and I think he's that guy that's like firmly ensconced in the lower mid card, but because he's got such a prominent gimmick that people you know people like to chant and dance and stuff. That'll keep him over. Ty, once you get past the the ten stuff, you know the fl- hand flipping. How long can that last? No way, Jose. Yeah, I can keep the party going weekend after week out. We've seen that with Too Cool and Rikishi and Brodus Clay and all kinds of all kinds of acts that that get by on yeah. Fandango and you know acts that get by on you know. Song and dance, literal song and dance, tend to, you know, do a lot better than just a rando mid-card guy with no real personality like Ty Dillinger. And and besides besides being tending perfect 10, because, I mean, in no circumstance is Ty Dillinger a perfect 10, not in, like, body or, like, handsomeness or... Uh, wrestling skills for sure. Like, so what are you a perfect ten at? He's got ten fingers. He got. He does that. He, <clears throat> yes. 
But that's all I got. All right, man. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, five in, minutes off in, for you. Some time, yeah. Appreciate it. Talk to you. Yeah. Love you guys. Same here, man. All right, let's uh, let's go to. Oh, and Dre text like, yo, sorry. <laughs> Service out here is terrible. So, figured, figured that. Come on, Birch, tap that motherfucker out. Bitch ass, uh, a peak done. Garbage. Let him stay in that hold forever. Um, all right, let's talk to. Uh, see, I see three five two on. It's been on hold forever, and I keep wanting to go to three five two. Three five two. Where's three five two? Gainesville. So we got AJ Styles on the line, but he won't put up his hand and. Uh, Press one to get on, and I don't want to strong arm him onto the show, so I'm trying to be better. But he's been there, been on hold for forever, for like over an hour now. So, okay, Gainesville, be like that. 845, he just, you know, that's just what 845 does. Oh, I'm going to listen. And I'm going to listen live every week for six straight years or however long it's been. But don't ever think I'm going to come on the air and say hello and introduce myself. Mm-mm, you're asking too much. So, 352, you got a long way to go before you, uh, before you get in that territory. But, all right. Let's, uh, let's go down south. Let's talk to Darrell. Darrell, what's happening? What up? Oh, what up, Trav? What Cam? Not too much, man. Everybody left you today, man? Yeah, you know, I, I, story of my life. I, I let people in <laughs> and then they leave. Uh, man, because I, I was just tuning back in. I see you were trying to come up with some content by um, shaming the people to um, <laughs> click one. <laughs> it, it didn't even work. <laughs> hey though, um, I, I I heard y'all talk earlier. Um, one thing I wanted to um, talk about was um, the Bludgeon Brothers. I think y'all were talking about them yeah. earlier, and um, I think Cam was saying how you like the um gimmick, how you build a strong heel. I, cause they give me so um kiddish, and with how they building them, once they lose, that they. That gimmick ain't and the, that bill ain't worth it no more because you know you don't beat the big bad hill and what do they have to um, stand on? That'll be something I will ask what y'all would think what what you do with them then because they don't they cut those eighties promos and cartoon type of stuff. Once they lose, uh, if, if they ain't gonna keep winning and winning the streak out the streak like an Oscar type of street, they get lost in the shuffle. 
Yeah, I mean, isn't that something you want to deal with, like, once you get there? I mean, not that you you, you should have a thought-out plan, but it's like watching it. It's like, as a fan, I was like, you know what, when they lose, you know, if and, yeah, if and when they lose, I'll, you know, deal with it then. No need to get all wondering, well, when they lose, they're not going to have this kind of credibility. Well, whatever. Maybe, maybe not. People got to lose. Eventually. Yeah. But still, I I always feel like I I think about long term. And, you know, every team should have a long term plan. They should have a long term plan with these guys because you don't want then it's like you're just wasting talent. Then they got to be repackaged all over again. Then like you're doing the same story and and, and build unrest with the people. That's what goes into uh, my next thing. Um, I know y'all t- and I heard Craig was talking about it, and y'all was saying with call ups. I really don't want too many call ups because with the single brand um, branded pay per view, and now you got to add Daniel Bryan back into the mix. Yeah. You're not gonna have. Um, it's gonna be. You're gonna have um, months without people. And I know people like you big up on like somebody like Johnny Gargano, but you know Vince and his short short man fetish. He ain't gonna let too many short guys get um, get time. And all it takes is a couple of times on the pre-show and a couple of months not being on TV and eight nine months not being on pay-per-view. Then his buzz go away. Especially if they're going to stick to this um, not giving both brands pay-per-view. Say that again? I said uh, with them um, not giving the brands the pay-per-view no more, I just feel like that's they need to change that aspect now since you got more talent because you really don't even have to do a draft if you're gonna bring Daniel Bryant back in the um, fashion, and you just then you call up people and change the draft, change the draft to a like a real draft special where you draft the people from um, NXT. Just to fill up your rosters and call it like that, instead of not calling up people to this single brand stuff. Um, the single pay-per-view um, life we're going to go into. Well, to be fair, the pay-per-view schedule changed, not the roster. They haven't said, oh, we're combining the rosters as well. Yeah, but it's going to be um, both Raw and SmackDown on the same pay-per-view every month. Right. Where you could, like, if you were just doing 12 pay-per-views a year, I mean – each pay-per-view, what, going to get two months of um, at least six weeks of um, bill? At least four. And it'd be better. Maybe they storytelling will be better, and you can have where people won't get lost, and you can use everybody. It was just like the question I, mean, just I like asked the, you and Rick. I think the phrase that, that works the best with with this situation is, Something's got to give. They're not going to be able to, uh, you know, feature as many people. 
every month. And I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I, if I trust them with that rock, with that front, that uh, formula or that, you know, whatever. Like I kind of mm-hmm. would rather than just the separate pay per views, make those as good as you can, put more into SmackDown, not take away, combine, and try to, you know. But it's, they have the internal numbers. If these shows, if Backlash or whatever these single branded SmackDown only shows, because they're the ones that are probably doing Change worse. The name of these. <laughs> Change the okay. name of them. They should change the name of some of these pay-per-views. That's the problem. The pay-per-view names and people, the connotation to them be so horrible, like TLC. We know we're going to get a bunch of TLC, a chair match, uh, a ladder match. And, and people are tired of seeing those. Don't mind seeing the TLC match pop up in different pay-per-views from time to time, but don't want to watch a whole pay-per-view called TLC. And... And they don't want the feud to have to fit, oh, well, December's coming, so we got to do something to fit the TLC theme. They would rather TLC come along in, in, in you know, June, if that's how it fit. You know, fit the feud. Yeah, the, you build whatever. up to it. Uh, yeah, I, get, I like what you're saying. Like, you build up to it and stuff like that. Because... I ask you this question: With them, we're not knowing if they're gonna go stay with um, USA or NBC Universal. What if they go to Fox and now they got four hours of, of television with the um, branded pay-per-views where they got nine, maybe ten titles? All titles gonna be on every pay-per-view. <laughs> yep. well, where the mid card? Where the bottom of the card? How they gonna uh, eat? How they gonna be able to get out there and show their face? No, it's going to be a struggle, like early, like no doubt about it. Like absolutely no doubt about it. So we know Roman got to get his TV time. Um, you got Brian back. You're going to give him TV time if they're going to really push him this time. You're going to want these guys on TV every week. AJ Styles and so even though we might like the Johnny Gargano's and stuff like that, we're not going to want them to come up into that um, already spot, people who already got their spot solidified. It's going to be hard for him to get a spot. Well, we're still going to want to see him because we're going to want to see him, you know, fight for for an eventual spot. I mean, I don't think anybody ever wanted people to get called up and have a spot. The point, you know, people got to work for shit, but... Something's got to give. <laughs> I just really wonder <laughs> where we're going to be, Mike. I got a feeling we're going to be some complaining-ass people. Yeah, because he got to have a spot to fight for. He got to be able to get on TV to fight for a spot. And if he ain't get, given a spot to get on TV to fight for it, he already lost. That's why I asked the question. If you look at the, if you look at everything in totality, should NXT 
I know I asked y'all this question a, 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 a few times now, but should NXT add a second hour? No. Should they be? Should they be part no. of um, the branding? Nope. 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 Because I don't see nothing wrong with at least adding thirty minutes to it. You about to add another title. You got talent galore. For now. Yeah, for now or like, for a while because uh talking heads talking on um on cable news last night, like you don't wanna make laws for the specific president. You don't wanna be like this guy's such a fucking dickhead. We gotta start making all these different rules and laws and shit. That might not necessarily, you might fuck around and hinder yourself in 10, 15, 25 years because you were, instead of just going by the Constitution, you're like, yeah, but this guy's a special case. And it's like, well, you're going to have to be a special case for the next, you know, two, four, eight years, whatever. But you can't, like, go, you know, change it. You know you know what I mean? Like, y'all going to have to deal yeah, with it. I know it. what you mean. Y'all, so it's. But do you let They're him not tear up things? That can... NXT is not going to always just be bursting at the seams with top-notch, high-level talent. And, yeah, and that's to true, go, oh, it needs, needs to be 90 minutes or two hours because we got so much talent. Well, okay, well, what about in two years when you don't have that top-notch talent? And you go, oh, we, we, we're going to go back to an hour, y'all. And have to do, and have to do that? Nah. And but you, I'm pretty sure Triple H always won't grow too. Happen. So if you know it's going to happen, why, why even mess around? Like it's a gift. Yeah, Those called up. You're going to have a stretch of time. Remember, just think of that women's division a year ago. You know, trash. Nobody for Oscar to face. And and, and she, it was her who was keeping it alive, I guess. But yeah, but also a lot of those people who was in there with her in that trash period, it built up Billy and the Cage because they was in part of that trash period, and it gave them a lot of experience. And when you got the ladies coming in, they had all the personality in the entire division was belonged to those two, and and Oscar. I mean, they had nothing else to do. So, I mean, I Billy and the Cage are going to get over. No matter what, it just they just happened to be around when they didn't have a ton of other women, you know, women talent besides them and Oscar. And them, they were at that point still kind of are, but definitely a year, year and a half ago, they were all personality. They weren't any, they weren't anybody you were going to trust to go in there and have like, you know, really good match or 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 even cut a really good promo. I mean, they have good segments and stuff and they're silly and stuff. They've gotten a lot gotten a lot better. But a year ago, year and a half ago, you weren't going to trust them. True. But you got to think about it like this. Triple H always saying he want NXT to grow and continuously grow. So being stagnant because you're not sure if you can keep can yeah, get talent that's something that should that's what you gotta say, because um, you know that's why we're in the situation we're in now. Because everything got you know what you know what has the 
You know what organism, what entity on earth has the has the formula or or the mindset of grow, grow, grow at all means grow. What cancer? That's the can that's cancer's fucking way of life. They don't know. They can't. They don't just be like, oh, we're just gonna be a little cancer and chill. Like, uh. Uh-uh. We're going to grow and then we're going to be a big giant fucking tumor or we're going to grow and metastasize and get in your bones and your liver and your kidneys and this and get all through your body. And fu- no, they just grow until the host can't. Same thing with viruses and parasites and shit. They don't just chill. But no, when you're a fucking capitalist Fortune 500 company, your cord, last year's quarter, this year's quarter got to be last year's quarter. Like, well, we've grown 15 quarters in a row. What if we just break even? Nope, got to grow. So you got to cut people's jobs. You got to do all kinds of fucked up shit to make sure you keep growing because you're a fucking cancer on society and, and life in general. It's like, no, the idea isn't to always grow. <laughs> like, <laughs> again, that's, that's, like, that's how disease works. Sometimes you want to be like, no, this is great. We're doing a... Awesome, we're making a billion dollars, easy. You know what? We're good. I did, you always just got grow, 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 grow. No, no, no. That's how societies collapse. But being stale and, and and being stale and not bringing in ideas is what caused you to bring in people like um, um, President Plump. Okay, like I mean, that. there's a well, there's <laughs> the a way you got the um, real. There's a middle between being a fucking cancer and then doing nothing. Like, there's a whole lot in between there. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. I don't. I'm not saying they have to add an extra hour. Maybe 30 minutes is a is a night. A, a 30 extra minutes. Hour in 30 minutes is not too much. They they, they um pay per view, two hours and 30 minutes. So. Your pay per view still seems special because it's still gonna be two hours and thirty minutes, and you just giving people more time to continue to shine because you hate the same people that you don't trust it and you don't you made them believe in you, and you sent them to the main roster where you got an old man who don't believe in nothing but size and bodies, and then they feel slighted and and pissed off because now. They making every TV show, every house show, but sitting there eating catering, and you might not get the um get the comeback like the Usos, and now you get to use it in a promo and talk about how they had you back there in the back, not even wanting to perform on WrestleMania, and now you get your shot. Now you now you become the jokes, like like um the perfect ten. <laughs> Who y'all was talking about earlier? Now you become that joke. What if he would have got a got? Okay, we're gonna see. He he's popular with the fans because of the ten gimmick. Let's try to give him a story. Give him six months and see how he do and see if he continue to catch on more than just a ten. Maybe he could be. He could have been something. Or you Rusev, you don't you don't got yourself over so many times, but you still don't get the shine that you should get. Yeah, or you're a lot of other examples. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, there are plenty of examples. 
um, of it not working or, or, you know, Vince not understanding. I mean, Triple H even knows it, knows this, you know, sending up uh, that call up with Cruz and Baron Corbin and whoever else was in that group, Ty Dillinger maybe, of guys where he was like, yeah, just, yeah, take these guys, fuck them up. I got Joe and Finn down here that I need to make, you know, some real headway with that I can't be having you screwing them up uh, up on the main roster. So even Triple H, I think, knows and and and, and uh, not books that way, but like sends sends folks up with that understanding. Yep, and it's just like. I, I'm I'm looking at everything, and now you got these monsters to feed, and um, you're gonna have you got to bring up people to feed the um, John uh, to uh, Roman Reigns, and also they got a heel problem, but they can't build heels correctly because they just I, <laughs> these next few months is gonna be very interesting. Yeah, it is, and I think WrestleMania. Is going to uh, uh, cover for a lot of for a lot of things in the, in the next month, two months, you know, the month leading and the month after. Uh, but mm-hmm. after that, they're going to have to do something. And I think they'll have the NXT call ups, and I think they'll have to shake up some things to kind of uh, blur that you know, not blur, but kind of just. Keep keep people from really noticing that everything isn't so 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 great. Let me ask you: What do you think is going to be Vince's? What What do you think is going to be his reaction on TV as far as uh, this XFL stuff getting scooped by his, his homie son? Man, I know he's pissed. He in, in the way right He in the panic. Well, I mean, he hasn't spent any real money. So he's just like... But you know, that's something that he's fantasized about. Hands off. You know into. what? You know what? This is going to be too much of an uphill battle. We spent a few million dollars on these trademarks and this and that, but we didn't put any real money into any TV net, any networks or, or any talent, you know, securing building. We didn't... The real money hadn't been spent yet, so screw it. Now, I know that doesn't, you know, that's not necessarily Vince's M.O., but he could go, oh, you know what, fuck this. It's way too much. It's wor- It's going to be too much headache to try to, uh, to try to uh, do this. Uh, it was going to be enough headache to try to go up against the, ex- the NFL. Now, NFL Plus, this thing that's got a lot more excitement, got already got a network in place, and it's backed by some heavy hitters, some people that whose name who still have some uh equity in their name. I think it's a double edged sword in in both edges of negative because Vince is a fighter. Everybody say Vince is a fighter. So now he feels challenged. So that will make him put more money into it and yeah, go out and fight harder. Already don't know how to do. 
It's not like somebody's coming on the scene with a wrestling product or some kind of uh, wrestling-related thing that he's feeling challenged. Well, no, he knows what he's doing. He knows he knows what this audience wants, or, you know, when he puts his mind to it, he can, like, you know, do some good stuff still, I'm sure. But you're getting challenged in a, in a field that you know zero about, or at least very little, that you already failed spectacular, spectacularly at before and people are waiting for you to fail again. I think dusting his hands off and going, fuck this, we, the, the idea. He could even do the Trump thing. Like when Connor Lamb won last week in Pennsylvania, Trump, after they tried to paint him as a Nancy Pelosi Democrat, you know, after he won, Trump was like, he only won because he likes me. And we shared the same ideals. So he could go, Vince could go, uh, See, XFL such a good idea. People are so thirsty and so hungry for an alternative that they're going to take my idea. I should, my my failure was putting it out there and only and saying we're going to do it in 2020 or whenever, a year from now, two years from now, and they're try, and they're going to come with scoop my good idea and just do it ahead of me. So I, I, it's it's cool. Go ahead. You're welcome. By the way, Dick Embersall Jr., whoever, whatever your name is, you're welcome for the great idea, but I'm not putting in any more money. I'm going back to wrestling, or I'm going to take this time to to go do something else. I'm going to restart you talk, the robot generation. <laughs> you're talking about Vince fighting his nature, and that's you know, what you're saying is against his whole nature, entire 70-year-old year old. nature. I, see, that's the thing. 74-year-old Vince is na- Vince's nature is, pro- is different than 54-year-old Vince's nature. For sure, 30-year-old Vince's nature. So we're going by this, you know, and, and not that he's changed a ton, but uh, faced with a big decision like this, we could go, I mean, we could see, oh, he doesn't have that in him anymore. Or not even in a negative way. Like, oh, he's smart enough to see why poor bad bad money after good, good money after bad. That's it. Why poor good money after bad? That for real, for real, it's a maturation process. I'd give him a lot of credit if he was like, ah, fuck this, fuck them assholes. They want to scoop me. I still got, you know, a billion dollar company that I own. I still got half a billion dollar in liquid assets or whatever he's got that he, you know, cashed out to start a uh, alpha management or whatever the hell. I mean, I'm making up numbers. I don't know these numbers, but he's still <laughs> filthy fucking rich. And he's still. And that was my hopes for him to go away and take his attention on that. So maybe he'll give up more power to somebody like Triple H and uh, Stephanie yeah. and Denny. We could see the main roster morph into a a bigger version of an NXT and with a different vision. But yeah, and that made a lot of he do what you say, he come back and now he puts all his attention back into this this his his main baby again and it, now But he could still go, I'm done. He could go, I wanted to do this other thing because I'm old. I've been doing this wrestling shit for 50 years. I wanted to do something else. I, I don't know if just the psychology of, of that. I don't know if if now you go, well, I didn't. I wanted to do something else 
to begin with. I was kind of bored with this wrestling stuff, but this thing failed. So let me go back to the boring, the boring, uh, you know, wrestling shit that I've been doing for 50 years that I'm tired of in the first place. That's why I wanted to do football. He could just, he could just as likely just go throw his hands in the air and go, that's it, I'm retiring. And again, I know that that's is whole... definitely Ooh. nature, and he's going to die in, a, in in his executive chair, uh, doing you know running whatever company, whether it's WWE or Alpha Entertainment or whatever the hell. But he could just be like, you know what, I just want to do something different. I don't want to do wrestling anymore. He could be really, really be at that point. Yeah, that's true. If, if, if he does that, then we can say that we might see change in wrestling because Vince finally then got over the the ego of himself, and we can see change and, and allow other people to do other things, which we kind of see now. But what we see now is from him giving up a little more power to people. But you know, he still micromanaging the the main stuff and. And things, but that would be something different, and that would make him different than his um, his buddy Trump. But I was thinking he's so much like him that he's gonna fight it to the end. He's gonna die fighting because he's a fighter, and don't let absolutely don't let the son have um, success. Don't let that other lead have success. That (laughs) that really would eat him. Oh man, uh, he put a lot of money into it then. I don't he know, man. I, and then he makes success. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving maybe I'm giving him too much credit. But I and or maybe I'm 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 looking at him being an old man. I'm giving that part too much too much credit. But I think this this might be it one way or the other. Or maybe it's just me hoping against hope that that fence goes away and, and, and leads the business to to younger, hungrier, smarter, more in touch people. That's a that's a big wish, man. We gotta all be wishing on the star for that one right there. <laughs> for that one to happen. I, but I got I'm a question for you, Trav. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, since we got Daniel Bryan back. And he he's back, and you would think they will monitor him and make sure that he don't do the diving headbutts and stuff like that. Do they keep him and Roman away from each other? I mean, we talked about that a little earlier. You know, as soon as as soon as you start getting a little success, here come Brian. Um, and he started you slide. for that reason. Do they keep him away from each other because? We know because Roman's just going to get swallowed up by the uh, by the Brian the Love, Brian. or in the hopes yeah. of you know a year from now that's like your big money match. You can um, in both aspects because Brian, in my eyes, Brian right now is this generation's best number one babyface. It's hard to compare any other babyface to him because he widely loved and he gets Stone Cold pop. Which we yeah. haven't seen since the Attitude Era. So since Stone Cold pops, as we yeah, as we we heard in the last you know ten fifteen years. 
And as you can see now, and I heard y'all talk about it, the past few weeks, Roman's starting to slide, and they're starting to reach. And, and it's not all on him. It's the creative parts of it, too, because they're trying to reach and find anything to give him that a uh, Stone Cold type of feel, a Rock type of feel, somebody type of feel, because you could t- I think they knew two weeks ago that they was going to bring Brian back. So they started pushing him, not like a straight baby face, but like an anti-hero, trying to build him up like a Stone Cold, which started to slide. Because you can't build him up as a straight white meat baby face when you got Daniel Bryan. Because I don't think AJ Styles could beat him in that. Because we get to see what a real, like, full-hearted, you know, white meat baby face really is. And Roman doesn't even... But he shouldn't get pushed as a white meat baby face because he's not, even as a baby face. He should have some kind of edge to him. Uh, They're just different. They look different. They talk different. They sound different. They wrestle different. They're different people. Um... It would be amazing. But what's the if, edge you get to him? Huh? What the, what's the edge that you give to him? Because I understand I they want the, with the U.S. Marshals. Coming out there smiling and being all shucks. Like, Brian's more more of that because he's just a big old dork. You know, uh, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a cool way, in a, in a way that we love. Um, Roman's just different. He's going to be a baby. He's got to be, like, cooler and hip and a little more with it. Uh, Brian doesn't have to have to be that at all. Roman, I think, needs to be a little more, a little more with it, a little more hip, a little more in, a little more pop culture, a little more contemporary. Uh, so that's what I mean by that kind of edge, just knowing, you know, being, okay. yeah. Not like he cursed. In the modern era a little bit. Yeah. He don't have to, like, do anything extra, you know, flip people off or that kind of edge. I mean, just be more of his authentic self. Where, and that, that sounds that's wrong because that's like saying that's implying that Brian isn't. Um, but it's just there's just differences. Differences in the act. Yes, but differences. Brian talks at your emotional strings. The promo he cut um, Tuesday is a promo we haven't seen a babyface cut on Raw or any uh, SmackDown. We haven't seen that in a while. The that opening type of promo. Right. The op- or, yeah, the, op- the, opening, the opening segment, yeah. So it's kind of hard because I'm figuring if you keep him and AJ on the same show, I'm thinking we're seeing the – the uh, reverse AJ reversing back to the heel AJ that he was when he was let's beat up John Cena all the way to him beating up Shane before the turn. Yeah, he didn't even really turn. He just stopped being booked against baby faces because <laughs> they don't turn yeah. people anymore. <laughs> so. And again, that's the heel problem that we have because. I know people don't like the Miz and how he used that um, fake shoot type of promos that he be using, but yeah. right now he could say he's the biggest heel today because he can make anybody boo him and he can make 
whoever he go against get light because he went up against Roman and Roman was getting cheered a little bit. So, and I'm pretty sure you would want to build up some heels for Roman to take on, especially if you got this Daniel Bryan on the other end and you want to keep them far away from each other. So pretty sure Daniel ain't going to Raw no time soon. Unless you unless they give up on Roman and they just turn him heel, then you got the biggest match maybe of the past five years, bigger than Roman and Brock. But that's kind of hard to see. But other than that, Travis, man, y'all had a great show today, man. I I enjoyed listening to what everybody had to say. Um, right now, um, who do you see ending the show if it was your choice? Who would you end the show? Now that you brought back Brian, the Shinsuke, yeah. well, AJ match. I, it's it's got to be uh, – it's got to be – Got to be, uh, it's got to be uh, uh, Brock and, and and Roman. I mean, if it was my show, maybe I think about doing AJ and Nakamura because you know that's just going to hit a better reaction. You know, either way, who no matter who wins, who loses. With Brock, you, there's a good feeling, a good uh, you know, good good reason to think that they're both just going to get booed, and you know, I think they know that. So maybe I don't want my show to end like that. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe I think AJ Nakamura can can uh, will work. But but I I don't I couldn't fault anybody for for saying no. It's got to be Lesnar because Kamek explained that it's the most money has been poured into that match. I mean just just think about it's been in the making since you know. 2014, you know, we had no finish to that match with uh, Brock and Reigns at, at 31, so, or 2015, yeah. Okay, with that being said, the biggest um, the biggest money being poured in that match, um, if they go out there and get a Brock-Goldberg first match reaction, would you consider it the biggest fail? No, I mean no. I mean <laughs> the re- the reaction doesn't make it a failure. If if fifty thousand people showed up in a sixty five thousand seat arena, that's a failure. But people booing and shit, who cares? I, I mean, I get we we should and they should, but at that point, it's not a failure. Absolutely not. These people bought tickets and and droves. That's what counts. Yeah. Well, WrestleMania draws itself now. It's not even the the, the people on top are not considered the draws. The name itself is the draw. This match, to me, was to solidify Roman as the number one baby face in the WWE. And if they turn on him and they turn on that match, then to me that was the biggest failure because you spent five years building to this moment. 
Bam. And if that's the case, it's already a failure because we know that's going to happen. They know that's going to happen. So you're already calling it a big, a, the biggest failure or whatever. And I'm saying it's not because the biggest failure got, 50, you know, 68,000 people to, to show up to New Orleans or whatever it's going to uh, – that number's going to be. Because remember, a couple of years ago, which WrestleMania Shane came back, and they called him the savior of WrestleMania because it drew a lot of people. But to me, it was drawing that anyway. Well, it was in Dallas, so, it, you know, it's got that 100,000-seat uh, arena, so, or stadium. I mean, and, and people were saying there was no way. No, I don't think that's, like, the worst the most egregious thing, I don't think that's like this, oh, my God, how could you say that? Like, Shane was over, like, Rover when he came back. That pop he got that first night, the story, the storyline with Vince and, and him putting him and Shane, him pitting, pitting Shane and Stephanie against each other, the Undertaker stuff, I mean, there was nothing going on for WrestleMania 32. Nothing. It was a horrible build for what turned out to be a fucking lackluster show. We were in the building. We had more fun, you know, almost getting into fights and Cam stealing merchandise from from uh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> that was yeah. so. But that wasn't that even was the main fun. event. The main event was uh, Triple H and uh, wasn't it Triple H and Roman? Corona's uh-huh. uh, main event, the last three paper uh, WrestleManias. Last four. 31, 32, yeah. 33, and we'll get 34 this year. And, four in a row. Uh-huh. So, and so we couldn't say uh, – so the drawing – so he should get credit for the drawing of those people. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying about this year. It doesn't matter about the people coming because WrestleMania is going to draw anyway. And the main event didn't make people come to Jerry World. Yeah, it was some yeah, last minute people that, who probably that, bought tickets because of Shane. I get the brand is strong, blah, 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 but put WrestleMania up and don't put any matches. You ain't filling up no damn football stadium. Yeah, but one credit I can give um, the WWE when it comes to WrestleMania, they promote the hell out of it. And they get their money's worth. They get if they can't feel it, they almost get it filled. It, it's not like it's not. <laughs> they get their promotions worth. I'll just say and it was filled. Why, and nobody, nobody will check. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't think they yeah. did a hundred uh, a at, at at Dallas, but they said they did. I just don't you know, know what Vince's um, mindset will be. You just you, you brought it up. The son of your best friend cut you out and looked like he might have success in something that you've been wanting success in for years now, over 10, 12 years. <laughs> then your pet project for the past five, six years don't get over like you want. Then that nuisance that you've been trying to get rid of or keep down have came back. <laughs> and his mind, you done had three straight losses. And that's um, one strike, two strike, three strikes, you're out of there. We don't know how his mindset going to be. How can he handle that? That's why I said would that be the biggest loss 
Because in somebody like Vince's eyes, who's in one of the greatest promoters of all time, but I always say he one of the worst bookers of all time. But he can promote the hell out of stuff. And you having two failures, three failures, when it comes to promotion and promoting st- and something. Yeah. Back to back like that. Yeah. That you had, that you had tried to um get the um they put this news out there to cover up from the guy undercutting you with the lead. Yeah, I need to I need some behind the scenes reactions. Like what was the I mean, it'll come out no time soon probably, but we'll find out. But, you know, it might take ten years, but what was his reaction like when he first heard that news? Like, yeah, Dick Embersall Jr. is starting the league. He's got this guy's help. He's got this guy's help. They're already uh, CBS or not CBS, but you know, this network already already said it's all good. And so, yeah, here's the story, Vince. And just did he just fly off the handle? Did he, you know? Was it like, uh, it stabbed me in the back kind of thing, you know? I wonder. So, indeed. Uh, in, in time, we'll get that story. So, anyway, appreciate your time, Darrell, and all your energy and enthusiasm. No problem, Trail. And, uh, so, yeah, that about does it for us uh, this week. We were able to get through that last hour on, uh, you know, got through on fumes, and then Darrell came through with the little turbo boost. Put out, put out the bad signal to Rich. He was, he looked up in the sky and was like, <laughs> didn't even bat signal back. Like, nope. He just, yeah. We'll get on him in in the VIP. Let him know. Tell him about himself. So. So, yeah, so you free folks, uh, that, that does it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same uh, East Coast channel. Um, yeah, yeah, I ain't got nothing else. I said everything I needed to say. So, yeah, so free folks, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, VIPers, uh, click over. Me and Rich will have another hour or so of VIP content, uh, VIP emails, whatever's on Rich's mind. Um, yeah. Whatever, uh, you know, trying to think if anything, yeah, I ain't read anything new in months, so I don't have any comic talk, probably. But, yeah, whatever, we'll get it, y'all.